Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. It is episode 24 today, and I am joined in this episode with a very good friend of mine, Charlie Johnson. For those of you guys who don't know Charlie, get to know Charlie. He is doing an amazing job at the minute, spreading the word on YouTube, on Instagram, um, of just how to live an amazingly successful life inside and outside of the gym. He's been a friend of mine for a number of years. He's an old training partner, a day-to-day training partner. Now we train maybe once or twice a week. He's also been a client of mine when Charlie first kind of delved into the fitness industry or the fitness space. Uh, I happened to be Charlie's first coach at the time. Um, and we've kind of, we bounce a lot of ideas back and forward now. And I think something that's that's massively applicable to those of you guys out there who want to be successful, and myself and Charlie talk about it a lot, is about having the right people around you. And when people use the common phrase, you are, you know, the average of the five people that you surround yourself with, Charlie is one of my five. Charlie, I, I, I would consider as one of my, um, one of the, the more frequent, I suppose, influences in, 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 in my day-to-day life that I see that is within my inner circle. And this, this, this episode is amazing. We go into detail about, you know, gut health, um, you know, how to transform your, your, your business as, as an online coach or a PT, but also just the ins and outs of what it really takes to be successful, uh, what it really takes to change your business. Yes, change your life, change your body um, and to put things into perspective. Charlie's an exceptionally determined guy. Very, we're very similar in lots of ways, um, and you know we've got similar ideas in in some aspects of things. Um, but sometimes we challenge each other on, on other aspects, and I think that's really important. Um, you know, if I feel like, for example, you know we're we're running quite similar businesses, um, and I think a lot of people in our space can be a bit protective over their own business. And I think we kind of laugh and joke about it that, you know, we, we're, we're very much the opposite. You know, sometimes I will go, oh, sh- I, need to, I need to tell Charlie this. I'll message and be like, look what I've just done to be able to, you know, optimize this on, on, on my Facebook or, or, or to do this online or maybe you should give this a go. Or uh, I think he messaged me the other day, I can't remember what it was, um, you know, about just making my business more efficient and, and more productive. Um, and I think that sort of, relationship is not only important but even for ourselves i think if you're so worried about other people stealing your life i think all you're going to do is just suffocate yourself it's when genuinely when you bring other people up to your level or above or help people succeed you're rewarded for that um, and there's definitely an awesome relationship between myself and charlie uh, looks wise obviously we're, we're a little bit different charlie's a, I'm going to say a bit bigger than me, but he's, he, he is bigger than me. Someone say considerably bigger than me, but he's a big dude. He's a big dude. So it's awesome for me to train with him, um, you know, when it comes to, to growing and, and 
really kind of focusing on hypertrophy i you know bounce a lot of ideas around him maybe vice versa when it comes to getting lean that being said charlie's been a lean bean recently um he's competed in a few shows um very successfully um, and we discuss what his plans are for the future so i hope you enjoy this episode guys it's it's such an amazing one reach out to charlie if you don't if, if you don't follow him or, or or you enjoy the podcast um and i hope you enjoy it yeah sweet so i mean what two months now kosher two months um no three months i actually was counting this this morning because i was Looking at how much weight I've gained since the show, so you're still lean, though. Man. Still Just lean. about, I'm fighting on for abs for dear life, but <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging around the hundred kilo three figure mark. So you say, you, you say that, but then we train and we both throw our tops off, and you're just as lean. My my problem is that my legs are pretty much shredded all the time, my arms are pretty much shredded all the time, my midsection becomes a mess as soon as I start pushing my weight up a bit. So yeah, it's trying to control that is my issue. Man, that's the thing, and I think like even. I remember when I'm, I was like at my, I'm not going to say fattest, but when I was at my like heavy, bulk. Yeah, when I was bulking, <laughs> and I still had veins. That's like, like 25 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the plan next? What do you think? Uh, next up, I'm going to basically see how big I can accumulate get without getting too obese. Love it. So trying to juggle that balancing act at the moment. Um, <laughs> your food bill must be through the roof. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm eating 5,000 calories a day on training days and eight meals. Yeah. And generally, it's all pretty clean stuff. So I tend to eat a lot of white fish because it's easy to digest. Uh, big into steak. I like really expensive steak, which is an expensive hobby. Uh, <laughs> chicken, turkey breast, usual sort of Are you, it's So just on that point, and I think a lot of the listeners will be in a similar situation, I've changed my food drastically, as I spoke on the podcast already, about mainly the meat sources that, I, that I'm using now. And... Generally speaking, obviously, we'll go in, in in our heads. We think like white fish dieting, it's clean, things like that. But it's such an important point that you make that getting food, when you're eating that volume of food, even though there may be a slightly less calories in fish, your body can assimilate it yeah, so much better. It's how you turn it over and how Absolutely. you feel with it. Yeah. So I think even now, like I'm having a lot more red meat, but obviously the calories are quite high. So I'm trying to find like a good balance. Um, has it taken you long to really kind of figure out what um, sits well with you? Yes. Yeah. The more experience I get, the more I train, the more I practice my own diets, other people's diets, the more interest I get in like the feedback loop in your body and you notice little details, how you feel, do you feel a bit bloated, when do you feel tired, before you train, do you feel sluggish and it's trying to stay on top of all those things and like that being disgusting how your like stool samples are, how it's yes, yeah. passing through you, like yeah. is anything upsetting your stomach? Because if anything is upsetting your stomach, chances are whatever you're eating, your body's not absorbing anyway, so Absolutely. you're wasting your time and money. The one thing that um you know it's a massive misconception and especially when I give someone a, a nutrition program and it'll be the same for you, but they go, Oh, so this is the amount of calories that I'm 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 eating and yeah, okay, there's a difference between the calories that you're putting into your mouth and the calories that your body's actually utilizing. Absolutely. Or how efficiently you're absorbing those nutrients. So, yeah, that's such a good point. Uh, just like for, for any of the listeners out there, um, I just want to touch for a while on some what you would say are for yourself or your clients are like red flag foods in terms of difficult to digest or you feel like causes a lot of inflammation and things like that. Personally, what do you find? Um, and you know, maybe similarly with with, with some of your clients. Personally, inflammation is the big thing you want to like avoid at all costs. So, 
anything in terms of flammatory food for me is anything generally is processed, yeah. tends to cause red flags all which over the shop. Which is basically the Chris Spearman diet for years of yeah. Skittles pre-workout and whatever. But um, I have a lot of, not a lot, but I have a fair few joint issues biomechanically. I'm pretty poor, so I have to be very conscious of what I'm eating and how I feel. So yeah. I use a lot of health supplements that combat that, curcumin being one of them, which works very well. Yeah. Uh, and just trying to keep inflammation at bay, which will hopefully keep me injury-free. Yeah. Um, particularly the way if you're trying to push up or come down in terms of size and to bring off body fat you really want to be paying attention to smaller details and things like that is there any foods in particular that just don't sit well with um, a lot of them one thing that I, I love oats but I mean, they, they don't necessarily agree particularly well with me yeah, so like 100% agree I tried I did a thousand gram carb load on uh, for one of my day, well, I was carbon up for my show. Was it the second show? Uh, it was just the first one. It was just right. a high day to like give my body a boost because I was running on nothing. And um, I foolishly tried to do like 160 grams of oats in my first meal, and my oh, stomach just nice. fell apart. Yeah. Um, Any of you guys who who follow Charlie um, on Instagram, you will see his his notorious pre workout of of cream or rice. And <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I'm gonna I'm embarrassed to say it's taken me months to try and pin down some decent cream of rice. Um, so I keep asking Morris to ask those people. Where'd where you get it? Where'd you get it? Where'd you get it? So the shops that I just just purely by you know convenience for me that I, that I pass are like Tesco's, um, Aldi, Little, um, and Sainsbury's, and none of those have it. So it's it's such it's like really good point because for me the standard kind of bowl of oats is something especially in, in the fitness community that everyone seems to go to. Um, but I genuinely, I hundred percent agree with you, dude. It's I, I eat, so if I eat hundred grams of oats, I just want to lie down. So the yeah. last thing I want to do is then have a pre workout and, and have a liter and a half inch workout and absolutely. try and smash training session. And do you find like on cream rice, you just find like you're a lot it's fresher, like you're you feel less bloated. It feels like your body's burning through it, turning over quicker. Yeah. So I tend to burn through food quite quickly at the moment. So I end up having to add fats to the ground rice to try and slow so down the digestion so yeah, yeah. I, add, I, uh, I add coconut oil to it you can add peanut yeah. butter or anything else you really want but um, I have a lot of carbs into workout now as well which tends to help with that if you weren't I'm going to have what any, do you what, what's your go-to into workout uh, so the most cyclic dextrin would be the yeah. carbohydrate you use again mainly for digestion point of view um, it doesn't pull loads of blood into your stomach yeah so if you're using cheaper carbohydrates like dextrose it's that old like wives tell your mum says don't go swimming on a full stomach because you have eat loads and your blood goes to your stomach and you get cramps. So absolutely. Um, and for, for those of you guys who are just maybe are a bit new to to intro work with carbohydrates, essentially you know it's you're, you're basically just looking at having a stable source of of carbohydrates while you train to really fuel your session, but also to initiate um, you know gluconeogenesis and um, and the replenishment of glycogen pretty early. Um, the difference, as Charlie mentioned, is something like dextrose or maltodextrin is, uh, I'm going to say, a cheaper, harsher version if you have um, gastrointestinal issues. Um, and basically what happens is you get an uptake quite quickly into the bloodstream. Um, something like cyclic dextrin was um, initially formulated for pharmaceutical companies who needed a or required um, for a lot of their, um, for their drugs a slower prolonged release of um, or uptake of the drug um, utilizing um, simple sugars um, in the in the GI tract and obviously like most pharmaceuticals um, they've been manipulated by bodybuilders for us to get <laughs> to take advantage to take advantage so um, yeah it's honestly it's a very from a you know myself and Charlie are very much in sync in terms of the science behind stuff 
So yeah, okay, something like switching from a maltodextrin uh, to a cyclic dextrin um, could be percentages. But even just knowing, like for me, it sounds silly, but even just being able to have the conversation with my clients and say, well, I take cyclic dextrin because here's the science. It just adds and reinforces value. But also I genuinely feel for me in particular that the it just sits so much better in my stomach. And I find as well you don't get such a hot, massive peak from it. So yeah, it's not you're suddenly, yeah, it's it's suddenly not nailing you, and then the yeah. session just drops. Off the, the other thing as well is because it's a cone shaped molecule, it's low it, molecular weight, well, it's yeah, and, it, and it pulls water and, and other nutrients because of its shape um, a lot more readily, and that could be assimilated as well. So you know if you've got your peptopro or yeah, whatever, essential amino acids, essential acids, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, and like with anything, I think the. A few of the things just to touch on in, in terms of intra-workout nutrition, because I think it's massively important, um, and things that are really not utilized enough, believe it or not, are electrolytes and the actual volume of water that you have, of course, with carbohydrates. I think um, those three with essential amino acids are the four musts for an intra-workout. Um, you know, if you're not getting enough, if you're not hydrated enough and you're not getting, um, you know, when you think of the transport of all of these molecules, Water is the basis of everything. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and then obviously you'll have your carbohydrates, which are important for for the movement of uh, nutrients in general. Let alone the fact that we want them into a workout. Um, and then obviously electrolytes um, and your essential amino acids. But um, yeah, dude, it makes such a difference, right? So, the, when you first start using it, you notice a massive hit in the difference from it. And then once you use it for, if you don't use it for one session. Maybe. You'll notice, man. Like <laughs> by the second half of the session, yeah. you feel like you're gonna die. Like you just drop off a cliff. So, I, I, kind of generally over the last few months, I've been twenty grams of cyclic dextrin intra workout, um, which is which is awesome. It's cool. And then I have dropped it down to like between five and ten, Jesus. depending on my poverty ration. But you know what? It doesn't sound okay. I'm only down ten grams, but it makes a yeah, big difference. It. Mate. it makes a big difference. It shows how influential it is. And absolutely, it and you, just just to. To add add value to training with Charlie, I might throw forty grams if we train. <laughs> <laughs> um, so normally myself and Charlie like will train for about four hours. Yeah, normally myself and Charlie will train, and it, it genuinely does last about three hours. I bring extra. I make sure I've got extra water, extra carbohydrates, and extra aminos, um, and I'm I'm good to go. But yeah, so any other kind of foods that you feel are triggers for you? Uh, digestively, a lot of people are big into whole sort of cheat. Day cheat meal exercise. That's not something that I'm an advocate of at all. Really, like I'm a big fan of by all means have like clean refeeds. And if you want to go and have, for me, like I don't like anything just makes me feel crap. So I like food that makes me feel good. So I'm not going to only as much as I might enjoy at the time. Don't like I've got those pizza and the Ben and Jerry's, another Spearman classic. This is um, the thing, and mate, I haven't had one in months. But now you probably feel a lot better. Your digestion's so much probably better. better. So I'm at the stage now, and there's a really good quote. It's like. Um, we, we, we were messaging during the week or last week and I said instead of looking for foods that I like I look for foods that like me and a lot of the foods now that I will go to it's because I know how my body's going to react but also the next day I don't want to feel like shit okay maybe in my head and for the half an hour that I'm eating a Domino's pizza and a tub of Ben and Jerry's I may like it but I know I'm going to feel like shit the next day um, that being said I think my body's so used to Ben and Jerry's it can actually metabolize quite well um, but even when we went for food that time, you know, I literally just had a, you know, something like a steak or or some rice. I think if you and, look at anything food-wise, if it's a single source ingredient, so like yeah, 
a steak and steaks from cow, like chicken breast from. Like it's, it's not being manipulated anyway, and come yeah. out of a factory. So like, yeah. anything that's simple is not processed. Your body will be able to turn over. And it's also I think like if something sits in a box and takes three years to go off, how is your body going to be able to break that down? Yeah, absolutely. So just in in, in terms of gut health and how you find, especially with inflammation and things, um, how do you find? You know, obviously we're going to have clients, and we'll all have different clients from anything from Crohn's to um, you know, IBS to leaky gut and things like that. What sort of supplements are you utilizing for yourself and which would you suggest for your clients? So this is something I've paid a lot more attention to recently in particular. Uh, come out to my last show, I was having a few digestive issues and then after the show, when ramping my food up as much as I have now, trying to turn over food and get enough food in is a real issue. Not the yeah. fact that I'm not hungry because I'm naturally very greedy and I could eat all day, but <laughs> the fact that I don't want to feel bloated all the time actually yeah. when it's been sort of digested. So um, I've sort of created a sort of protocol that I'm going through at the moment. So in the morning what I do is I have, uh, as soon as I get up, glass or a pint of like ice water with lemon in it. Uh, also have a big swig of Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. So that's the best quality one. You want that one there. Then I also take my prebiotic, probiotics well, at the same time, mm-hmm. and then I also use digestive enzymes. Will you space your digestive enzymes with meals or strategically throughout the day? Yeah, with meals. So um, generally, I will try and take them breakfast, lunch, and dinner so three times throughout the day, yeah. and then uh, on the other meals, I will just have water with it as well. But again, something I used to read from, I think it was on like John Meadows' podcast, was saying that not to drink too much water before eating a meal because it slows down digestion. So oh, really. I naturally tend to drink a lot of fluids, so that's something I tend to pay attention to. I think it yeah. definitely has made a difference in terms of making sure you're not feeling super bloated and actually digesting. Or actually, and it's something that I, I we spoke about recently as well, is just sitting down and actually enjoying yeah. the food, which I didn't do in the yeah. past. I used actually to chewing it and like not inhaling it within about a minute. It makes such a difference, and especially when you're dieting, sometimes you can feel like... Well, there's a flip side of the coin. There's the... There's the aspect of, you know, you want to savor it, but equally, if you're absolutely starving and you just want to nail it down, um, it's important to kind of really take, you know, they say, what, 40 to 45 Mm. chews? I definitely don't do that, but um, it's important, obviously. I think, um, you know, over the last year or two, my digestive system has taken a massive beating. Um, I get really bad headaches, and while I was studying and, and doing my PhD, I probably... I wouldn't say I abused headache tablets, but I probably had a little, because I was always dieting as well, and I, because, I wouldn't say I intermittent fast, but I go long periods of time without food, um, and because of that, my blood sugar drops, and then I'm more prone to a headache, and then I will take some paracetamol, and then, or generally ibuprofen, which is obviously is going to cause, um, cause a lot of um, GI issues, so I probably didn't do myself any favors of probably not having enough veg, probably not looking after my gut health, um, you know, but that being said, I can completely relate, um, you know, through periods of time when I've been growing that it's difficult. So it's a, it's, it's a different challenge. Yeah, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes from, from the outset, it, you may think, oh, this is going to be easy. I get to eat all this food, but sometimes it's, it's difficult, man. It's difficult. It does get monotonous, but then, and then a lot of people say, how do you eat the same thing all the time? You're not eating the same thing. There's like a million different ways you can cook. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. You just need to, yeah. Use your brain to be creative, like yeah. different spices, different cuts of meats, different what textures. Do you, um, what sort of conversations do you have with your clients about the, the flexibility in meal plans? Because obviously there's the, the, you know, the macros debate, but 
do you try and encourage them to be flexible or um, you know how do you have that conversation on generally in my opinion consistency is king because if you're and even find this with myself if I'm trying to be too clever and change my diet all the time mm-hmm. you don't know what's coming what's going it's too much and also from a base point of actually trying to stay on top of it and be consistent with the diet if you're trying to do something different every day you're going to be all over the shop and it's not going to be accurate so within reason with clients I would say 90% of the time stick to what you want but mm-hmm. then within reason you can swap things around so if you want to swap between rice and um, sweet potato for example and get the same carb content for a couple of meals fine if you want to swap between chicken and white fish or turkey or whatever you get the same protein content it's fine it's, you're splitting hairs a little bit to the end of some degree but I wouldn't go to the extent of swapping rice for like pop tarts absolutely I'm gonna gonna piss a few people off right now (laughs) already Uh, I'm gonna piss a few of my clients off right now but the truth is and it's a big pet peeve of mine is if there are clients on all ends of the spectrum and from experience a very very new novice client can be quite easy because they will do what they're told and they will take your advice. They won't second guess you. They won't second guess you. And then if you have someone who's extremely experienced, they're coming to you because they value your opinion and they will generally not second guess. They will have their options, but if they're an, at an elite level, they will relay that information to you. Yeah, they'll, they'll be involved in the feedback loop. Unfortunately, you have a middle ground of, of people who, I'm going to say the middle ground to experienced clients who think they know best and sometimes they do and I'm not saying they don't I'm not saying myself yeah they, they, they know their own body but they sometimes don't sometimes take when it comes to oh can you let me know what the macros of that meal is so that I can and then I'm like hold on so what so you can have a Mars bar and something else and it's not going to be the same and sometimes that aggravates me I think the truth is because I used I see a lot of that in the way I used to be and I see a lot of, of that in the way I used to think oh yeah this will be fine you know, macros are macros, calories are calories, you know, as long as I hit my protein, carbs and fats, it, that's just not the way, like, it, it, unless you, you know, don't give a shit about your gut health, your your, your inflammation, your performance, your, um, your strength and all of these things, then yeah, okay, you know, hit your protein, carbs and fats. But sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge with these clients to go, listen, I know that you, and it's, it's different if someone's traveling and they want to try and make the best option for, the scenario they're in. Yeah. yeah. I also feel like the macros debate can justify binge eating for people. Um, and I feel like people can sometimes conserve their macros to slam into food. I think that, that, that is, is a big problem and it creates a poor relationship with food. I think so, personally. I feel like... Again, I think the whole cheat meal thing creates a poor relationship with food. But people almost starve themselves all week. Yeah. So then Saturday or Saturday night, they can just yeah. binge and eat till they're sick. And you know, they of, do it again next week. Of course, I will have clients who psychologically need a release. And then we will talk generally about what we should have or what's okay for them. And I will generally give them rules and guidelines in terms of the foods that they can have, the quantity, the, you know, the sitting, um, what they have to do in preparation, what do they do afterwards. Um, and all of those things, you know, taking glucose disposal agents or increase their um, their digestive enzymes or increasing their water or things like that. But for the most part, I think it can be quite frustrating sometimes when um, you're trying to get, like for me as a coach, and I feel like I'm trying to add as much value as possible. And I think to give someone three numbers, the, this protein card. Just, just add it up to that. And, yeah. and, and, and charge them 300 pounds a month. I don't think... I don't think, first of all, they're getting the service that they 
deserve. And secondly, I feel like they're being a bit ignorant to to the science behind how um, you know these macronutrients are gonna. And you know, the micronutrients in this analysis. True, absolutely. And, and and one point you made there is, you know, for example, you can be so specific with your nutrition. Like Charlie was saying earlier about um, having his cream of rice, and he will put in coconut oil or some some um, peanut butter to slow down the digestion of carbohydrates. So you know, the combination of meals is important. Let alone the individual foods that you use and how your body reacts to those. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's massive. It's massive. It's massive. But bit of a pet peeve of mine, especially when you go through, um, you know, someone's questionnaire and and you go through a detailed, um, you know, kind of in depth, thorough um, analysis, and then all of a sudden they go, "Oh, sweet, yeah, can you just give me the macros for those?" It's not been much of a thought process in there. No, I feel the same as me. You can tell how serious or successful a client will be it's just from the information they put on their questionnaire. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one thing that we now put on the questionnaire is on a scale of one to ten, how much do you want to succeed? Um, and if it's anything less than an eight, I'm like, I'm not really sure. I maybe I've got mental issue. I just don't even understand why you wouldn't even put ten. I not at all. Like, <laughs> what? So you, you don't want to like? If someone puts above ten, I'm like, yes, this is what I want to see. Like, someone puts yeah. thirteen, and I'm like, oh sweet, yeah, already. Um, yeah, and obviously, I think you know, as as coaches, we of course it's it's it, it's a great job, and we've got financial freedom, and we can travel, and we can do it from anywhere. But realistically, it's it's massively rewarding. But it can be quite frustrating if, if you know, clients are. Uh, sometimes I want some clients to succeed more than they do. Um, I very much know. You get disappointed. So I felt something farther, but no, man, you, I feel you it. do I feel just it. like some balls up. You're like, oh, yeah, I feel it. And what? you can see the potential in someone. Absolutely, but they can't see it themselves. Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes I feel like, as a coach, though, I feel like our job is sometimes to motivate or encourage. Um, but sometimes obviously that can be that can be difficult at times that can be difficult at times um, what do you feel are maybe the the highlights for you of, of being an online coach and, and changing so many people's lives uh, it's, the nice thing for me is when you get messages from people like how you've changed their life is yeah. the strangest feeling in the world not strange like nicest feeling in the world because I've never everything else I've done before has always been money oriented and obviously you get paid for, for coaching or whatever people are paying to help you but it, it's more than money in some respects if you're in a, like, if I'm in a bit of a bad mood or stressed or anything and then suddenly you get sent a really nice message it just sort of sounds like it makes it all go 100%, away and then 100%. leaves you with a nice warm fluffy feeling so yeah, that, yeah. Man, that, it's the positivity that comes from that and the funny thing is like the motivation for me when I get messages like that it fires me up again to so improve myself yeah. uh, not just for myself then to be able to help others as well yeah, yeah. I feel like the more the more I learn, and you know, now that I'm here, I've got this kind of setup, and I'm I'm kind of nerding away all the time. The more I learn, the more I I realize I need to look into this and need to delve into this. And it's attention to detail, the small things. Yeah, mate. So I was saying to you about this. Uh, I talked about the breathing. I don't want to mention this. No, so I saw like, it on your story. Yeah. Bro. So like I've a few people have mentioned before but I don't actually breathe properly which sounds stupid I yeah. breathe through my mouth actually yeah. my nose I don't breathe yeah. through my diaphragm Should you listen to so. Ben's yeah. podcast yeah, yeah but like Mike uh, he's also been on the podcast he's yeah. mentioned it to me before and a few other people and I kept pulling my iliosurus I think it is mm-hmm. and like intercostals that's because mm-hmm. my diaphragm's not working properly I'm not breathing through there my hip flex is getting very tight and a lot of it's all related to my breathing mm-hmm. so 
I am now trying to attend to pay attention to small details such as breathing, digestion, all these little things, Absolutely, and then yeah. they all accumulate together to hopefully take me up another level. So all these little percentages will accumulate over a period of time to so mean progress faster. Yeah, Mike was on the podcast, and he always, if you notice, he always has a, a nasal spray. Yeah, and he, always. He gave me um, oh, like because like, I was getting told off at home for snoring, like the nose strips. Right. Yeah. Um, which I haven't actually used, but um, so yeah, he, he's obviously keen on that, and it sounds a bit weird. I'm slightly scared about using it being delivered today. Is uh, like they were actually mentioned on Ben Pekowski's podcast, yeah. the mouth strips. Yes, so yeah, I've ordered yeah, some yeah. of those, but I'm worried I'm going to wake up in the night and like freak out, thinking I'm being like smothered. But Mate, um, I think you'll get used to it. You yeah. Know? So just um, for those of you guys who've not listened to the podcast, it was basically talking about um, you know putting a strip in your mouth while you're asleep to kind of force you to breathe through your nose. Um, and how breathing through your nose has like a significant impact on on, on your life in comparison to, to breathing through your mouth. Um, and they go into a lot of detail, but yeah, one of those things was mouth strips. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would be keen to try it. I would be keen to try it for sure. Um, not that I'm sleeping much at the minute, which is, which is something I need to address. But um, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And so... In terms of kind of your, your clients and things, how do you feel like your own physique impacts them or motivates them? Or do you feel like it has an impact? I, I did originally think, from an arrogant point of view, it was all about me in terms of that's why people came to me. Mm-hmm. But it's well beyond that now. Because yeah. I, I ultimately, not I can look however I want because I'd obviously, the way I am, I want to look the best I can be because I'm super competitive and that's just yep. what I enjoy. But um, my physique isn't what a lot of people aspire for. I have a lot of female clients who also don't, aren't interested in deadlifting yeah. 300 kilos or trying yeah. to have as much <laughs> muscle mass as possible. So, yeah. And most of my clients just want to lose weight and be lean for holidays, summers, look good, improve their health. Um, and they are the ideal clients for me who in terms I get the most enjoyment working with and it mm-hmm. actually means the most too because you're changing their life more yeah. whereas adding another five kilos of muscle to someone who's already in pretty good nick is not going to really change their life drastically no, but absolutely. if you get someone to lose 30 kilos in body fat revolutionize their life and the way they live hey guys i'm interrupting this podcast to let you know one up nutrition have an awesome deal on their website it is now 30 to 40 percent off everything on their site i'm given a code to use for my clients within my business but i am also obliged and allowed to give you guys as listeners to my podcast the same code Chris20 at oneupnutrition.com will get you 30 to 40% off everything. I don't want you guys just to use my code for the sake of using my code. And the last thing I would want are my clients to spend money that they should be investing either in their genuine progress or getting them closer to their goals, other than the fact that some of these supplements are massively important and some I rate extremely highly. Four in particular, CLA, L-carnitine, first and foremost, those two, the, the, the brand as, as a whole and the ingredients that they use for both of those supplements are incredible. For me, other than that, a pure rebuild, which is a glutamine, creatine and essential amino acid formula is second to none. And most importantly for me is the, the greens and reds, the vegan greens and reds which essentially is a pre and a probiotic and a greens formula. Now for me, 
I don't care about my clients using my code and whatever money the supplement company or any supplement company that offers me this opportunity um, can provide. What I care about is the transformation I can give my client. If I can get them from A to B in the safest, healthiest and quickest time possible, I will be successful. So for me to pick and associate myself with a supplement company that helps me do that and helps the client get from A to B safely, efficiently, effectively and in the shortest space possible is a good brand for me. If you're listening to this and it has just come out, I'm probably currently in Miami with the One Up Nutrition team. Check my Instagram, check their Instagram. It is going to be pretty cool. I'm excited really excited to meet everyone um, it's such an amazing company and i fully believe in their vision for the future so if you haven't definitely check them out and of course you can use my code chris20 at oneupnutrition.com if you have any questions on supplements doses or anything like that i'll be honest with you if i feel like yeah you can take it but it's probably not essential i will tell you I will tell you and I will probably give you a better alternative. So if you want any questions supplementation-wise, reach out to me. In the meantime, for those of you guys who want to have a look, 1upnutrition.com, Chris20 is your code. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Peace. To be fair, it's one of the reasons why over the last few years I've kind of moved away from prepping people for shows. Um, and that's why I didn't really enjoy that as much to be honest with you. Yeah. So I think you'll find now, and I know... Charlie's working with some some younger guys who want to grow their businesses, and it's 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 something that we do in the Spearman Fitness Academy. Is that although they do compete, is is enjoyable because getting someone from a you know few hundred pounds a month to a you know five thousand pounds a month is life changing. Them stepping on stage and getting a plastic trophy probably isn't. No. Um, but if you so that's I, that's kind of truth be told. That's kind of why and I And also it's the life skills you teach that person. Like right? you take on to yeah. things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for a lot of these people in the academy, they have clients themselves. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think back in the early days. So Charlie, for example, was, was one of my first clients, I think. It was indeed. There's, there's yeah. a, a rope y'all photo of me about 20 kilos back ago. Back in the day, back in the around. day. So that was kind of back when I started. And the majority of people. So me, Dave Lundy and, and Andy, Andy Turner. Turner. Yeah, yeah, there's a few other guys as well. Um, you know, were some of my first clients and I think a lot of the guys were kind of prepping for shows and don't get me wrong, it was amazing, but it was, it was cool and they were all in amazing shape. And to be fair, I got lucky in the sense that, you know, they were all, I mean, they were good looking guys. They, all they had to do was lose a few pounds and you all did really well. Um, and then obviously Charlie went on to compete and, um, and, pre- and prep and, and learn from, from various different people. But I think I was moving away from that was something that massively changed my life to really focusing on working with people who have suffered um, from serious illnesses, who had gone through strokes, who come out the other end of, um, of cancer and, and want to get their life back on track, um, people with diabetes, and people who needed serious attention. Um, and I think that's where not only my business really bloomed but where my love for coaching really you know that yeah, it's, it's enjoyment of that like fulfillment of helping someone like yeah, particularly like, 
a lot of people will come to us because they've got body issues, depression and things like that. When you get someone to come to you and say, like, after once they've completely changed their life, their physique, I was so depressed before, now so happy, yeah. every aspect of my life's better, I've got a new job, I've got X, Y, Z. Um, and they will try and credit to you, which although, like, you've pointed them in the right direction, it's just altering a mindset for them and flipping the switch, which yeah. you just need someone to do that sometimes. I think sometimes, oddly, one of the, the, the types of messages that really inspire me is, and I know you get these because we've spoken about it before, is the people who you've never even met. Or oh, just randomly sending messages out of the blue. And that, yeah. that, that's, that's the thing. That, like, in I some ways, that's incredible. Yeah, because you don't, like, not probably, you don't know from Adam, like, that you just get randomly a message saying you've inspired me to yeah. do whatever today. And yeah, like, it's you because know, of you I've done X. And then suddenly when you realise, like, how many people you're impacting, you yeah. don't even realise they exist. No. Um, so if you're listening out there and you have been impacted by myself and Charlie, Drop us a message because you will make our week. Genuinely, you do because seriously, it's it's incredible. It really is. I know. I get since I started the podcast, I get a lot of those people messaging me now to say, you know, people who because I think on Instagram you can only give out a certain amount of information. A lot of it is obviously photos. You know what your caption says is important, and now the story is obviously made it a little bit more in depth. Um, obviously, Charlie's got a a, um, a really really good YouTube. Um, and people are kind of buying into that. So all of these people who don't really contact you or haven't really bought your plans or you know haven't really invested in us, they can still get all of this material and we can still add more value to their Yeah, provide so, it up front for nothing and help absolutely. more people. And the podcast has really kind of brought a lot of those people out of the woodwork to message me and go, listen, you know what, you've absolutely you know changed my life. Uh, and, and I know you're the same as me. Like for me, it's scalability of how can I provide as much upfront value to people for nothing. Yeah. So if I can create videos or whatever yeah. that are right, a bit my time to create it, once it's done, it's going to help endless amounts of people and send me your podcast. Then for me, that's the dream scenario. My time and effort into doing that is worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. I think as well, it's, um, and especially now on my YouTube, I'm doing videos here and there. A lot of it is now for, I, I mean, yeah, of course it's for everyone. A lot of it is for my clients. Like, so I will... And that's the best thing, because you, from our position, we think something's very obvious because we understand it, but then it's not yeah. obvious if you don't know it. Exactly. So when someone yeah. asks you a question, you think, ah, I should, I should do a video on do this, video. or I should do something, a topic on this. Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously, if this person's thinking it, so a lot of other same. people. Yeah, it's the same. So I think a good video library, and, and Charlie's got a good one too, of, of different things to help people with. So what I do is, I, I don't know if you do this, but I have a lot of uh, unlisted YouTube videos. So I have a lot of unlisted YouTube videos for clients. So I can post that link in the group and they can see it, but no one searching my, my, YouTube, my YouTube can see it. So that's a really good one. So a lot of the things, a lot of those unlisted videos are things like once you get your plan, how, how can you adjust food? Um, once you get your plan, if you feel like you want to do a little bit extra, what can you drop or what can you increase yourself in the space of the week until we check in again? Um, things like um, stuff that basically helps them with their program. Um, how to check in correctly. Um, if you don't check in, well, what happens? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of videos like that. So, you know, things like that is, are just ways that myself and Charlie can add more value to people who are investing in us. Um, the one thing that I think is important to, to, to address, I want to ask your opinion on this, is I get a huge amount of people asking me for advice and I love giving advice and I wish I could help everyone, but unfortunately there just isn't enough time in the day to help everyone. And I feel like sometimes people get a bee in their bonnet because you don't respond. 
Or if you do respond, they're like, oh, so sure. yeah, so they might say, hey, dude, how's it going? You know, I'm thinking of taking this steroid or I'm thinking of taking this fat burner or I'm thinking of doing this. And the reason I mentioned those is because they're serious topics that need serious in-depth knowledge. knowledge from our point of view. First and foremost, I think even with a client, those are serious issues that need to be addressed and take time. Um, and without being blunt, you know, like... And I would love to help everyone. And it's not necessarily that it's it's a disservice to me and my time, but I feel like it's a disservice to my clients that are paying me a huge amount and of money. And also, in my opinion, it's a disservice to person asking the question because my answer to nearly every question is it depends. It depends. It depends yeah. on your scenario, your, about a million different factors. Absolutely. Which you don't know unless they provide you all this information, they fill in a big questionnaire and you have a read through it for 20 minutes. So, I do, and I think it's important to put out there, like if you are, it's like... And without being really kind of dicky about it, it's, you know, if you, if you rang a plumber and asked him to fix, fix your leak, and then you said, here, mate, can you do me a favor? Can you just come around mine and, and fix my bath? Like, he'd be like, yeah, that's this price. You know, like at the end of the day, it is, it, it is our job as well. And it's not just about the money. It's about, and, and the, reason I, the reason I say it is because it was actually a client of mine who pulled me up on it. And it's something similar. It wasn't about people asking questions. It was about people taking advantage of me for not fully for not paying or having late payments. And for me, I'm normally very relaxed. And I will normally be like, listen, it's cool, you know. Yeah, it's you, fair. You I'm probably about that. Sort well. me out next month, like we'll do it. And then like there was one month in January, um, end of January, start of February, I got stung for two and a half, nearly three thousand dollars. Jesus. Um and yeah, yeah. So it was there was about eight, seven or eight people who were like over a month late payment. Um, you know, some paid me back, some didn't. I was down a considerable amount of money, of course. And it was only when a client pulled me up on it, and he's a good friend and a client, but he said, listen, you know what? Like, not only are they doing a disservice to you and the great value that you add, but just have a think of the disservice that that situation is doing to us who pay you your, your time's been taken away from and, you and we know your worth and we know your value and we pay on the same day every month religiously and we value your service and he said it in a nice way but it really made me think and I was like shit like I'm disrespecting my most valuable loyal customers who invest in me their hard earned money for people who are really taking the piss and it was since that conversation that I've really kind of put the foot down with people and sometimes I'll be I'll be really open and honest and I'm really transparent if someone messages me I'll be like listen you know I think this is probably best for you my advice for you would be you know, I'm not going to I'm not trying to sell them all the time I'll say listen you need to find a coach who can mm. do this for you you know it may not be me it may be Charlie it may be someone else but you probably need a little bit of this um, you know and I think that's the best way to be because it comes back to the plumber. You're not going to call a plumber around to fix your bath and go, cheers, mate. It, doesn't like, work like that. it just doesn't work like that. So um, I think being respectful is really important. Um, on the flip side of the coin, you will have people who message you and be like, listen, you know, um, I know your time is valuable. Um, I just have a quick question about this. And you know, hopefully I'll be able to reply. Yeah, it's one line. Do, and then it's, it's simple things. And then it's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, when someone asks... Pick cyclic dextrose over dextrose. Yeah, whatever. they ask a very general question, but they want a very specific answer. Like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. And normally, I think, when someone asks me a question, my first question, my first response is a question, what are your goals? And because 
as Charlie says, nine times out of ten, it'll be it depends. And then if you don't know a lot of the information about about what that client wants to achieve, then it depends becomes even more important. Um, so yeah, absolutely. What are the negatives or what do you see are the, the, the difficulties in, in doing what we do in, in helping so many people? The most frustrating thing I find is you can create some of the perfect diet, a perfect training plan, but you can't control how hard they work. So mm-hmm. the intensity of training makes a big difference in how yeah. they actually push themselves. So if a client's only going to coast through sessions and do the bare minimum and not try and improve, it's going to hinder their progress massively. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get the same thing, but you yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely. red flags start going off when you start looking at people's diets and their progress and thinking mm, something's not quite right here. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'm a bit like you sometimes, but Wade, um, who's the um, one of my uh, head of coaching, he's the head of the the academy. He's so made he makes me laugh. He's so blunt. I hope he listens to this because he he's just like you're cheating on the diet. What are you doing? Like this is bullshit. Like what are you doing? And he's uh, it, it's a really good relationship. Like bad cop, good cop. Because I'm like, oh okay, well it's fine. Come on, <laughs> next week we'll do this. And he's like, no, you're cheating. On yeah, your stop, stop eating the shit. Stop eating shit. You need Put to the ice cream away. You need to this. And sometimes I feel you need to. It's it's you have to have people. Balance. Yeah, you have to have someone read the right act. Yeah, and I end up having to be super blunt with people because sometimes it just it doesn't go in, and you have to. Yeah. You have to be cruel to be kind, ultimately. If there was um, well. a, a, a other client, she's been on my program for, she, she'll she know it's her um, when, I, when I tell the story, if she listens to this, but she's been on my program for about a year to, a year and a half, maybe 18 months. And um, for the first nine to 12 months, she'd lost a, a few pounds, maximum. She had a weekly cheat meal. Um, she had a stroke years ago and she's coming back from from the stroke and her step count is limited her um there's a lot of difficulties that that come off the back of a serious stroke um and you know me being me i was like okay it's cool you know next week will be better this is what we can do let's try and do this um and she uh, she was a client and and i'm I kind of refer to these clients as simmering clients. They're simmering. They're almost at the boil. And all it needs is just one or two weeks and she's good. And it took a while for me to kind of gauge what was going on. And like, as you know, sometimes it can take years, like a year or two to really know someone's body um, at that in-depth level. I'll say just the body is the mindset as well. And especially if someone's come from a serious, a serious illness. And I turned around to her, um, I turned around to her one, one, one day on Skype and I said, listen, I said, I like your money. I'll take your money all day long. I'll take your money every month, but you're not doing yourself any favors right now. I said, this is going to sound harsh, but you cannot keep making excuses and you cannot hold your stroke that you had years ago as the reason why you're not succeeding. Yeah, get out of jail free card. You need to stop, you need to let go of that. And I, I was really blunt and like really, it, it went straight to the core. She's lost a pound every week since that conversation. And that's all she needed. But some some people will listen to this and say, why didn't you have that conversation sooner? The truth it's, is it's not because, so easy it it, one, it's not that easy. And two, we didn't have a good enough relationship. Yeah, and that, you have to build up that trust relationship. Otherwise, she, she has to build the respect for you to listen to your opinion. Otherwise, you'll just tell you to get lost. And I think it's it's one of those things. And 
I know we both do 12-week plans, but... It's more than 12 weeks, though. Yeah, I mean, some people will hop on and have a great transformation. And you'll see on your on, on your page some incredible transformations. You know, we've got some amazing transformations over 6, 8, 12 weeks. They're cherry-picked, let's be honest. Let's be blunt to everyone. They're cherry-picked. Some people take a lot. It's, some, some people, people work take for like a lot of time. year, two years. And sometimes it takes that length of time to build that relationship with a client to really make them feel comfortable and really try and figure out what's actually going on, especially if they're... what maybe necessarily in their lifestyle is holding them back. Exactly, exactly. I think, you know, for example, if, if myself and Charlie went to shit for, for three months and started eating rubbish and you said, right, 12 weeks, get shredded, you you would not believe our transformation yeah, because yeah. we know what we're doing. We're eating shit and doing no cardio. All of a sudden, we just... So we have clients like that who literally just turn it on. And they look amazing. Um, but sometimes it takes longer than that. And sometimes the one thing that I have to be mindful of and careful about is... Some of my clients who are, um, you know, recovering from cancer or are, are diabetic or, or loads of different, um, you know, serious issues, they see people on your page, results, page yeah. and sometimes uh, it can be disheartening. And I, I, and I, 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 I get that a lot with people like, yeah. I see your other clients progressing so quickly, but yeah. that's not all of them. No. And, and, and I will constantly reassure them, which is true. I'm not blowing shit up. Like, I'm not, you know, just like talking shit and blowing smoke yeah. their ass, but it comes down to the, like, everyone is different. Everyone's different. Everyone's in a different situation. Um, like you and me have completely different bodies and physiques absolutely. in terms of how we work. And like absolutely. To be fair, I'm... Where you hold body fat, where you're, like, yeah. just, just everything's different. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, and it, it, it comes from kind of just really listening to your clients sometimes. And really, because... It's it's one thing to take the information from someone and go, okay, sweet, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to change it. And it's another thing to just you know message a client to go. For example, there were times where uh, recently where I turned around to a client randomly out of the blue. It was a Thursday night. There was no check in. There was no nothing. And I messaged him completely out of the blue. I was walking to the gym and I said, "Mate, is everything okay?" And like nine times out ninety nine times out of a hundred, you wouldn't have guessed that something was wrong. And he messaged me and he, he, he almost broke down over the phone. Um, I rang him and he had a lot of shit going on. And it was only through building up a close relationship with him. You can see I could see the through. signs. I could see the signs. And sometimes I feel like I like to, and, and I know you're the same. I like to see myself as, yes, we do nutrition and training and hormone profiling and, 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 and programming. But for a lot it's of people, we're life coaches yeah. too, right? It's like, you know, a little bit of a mentor for people. The thing is, if you can balance your physique, how you feel, and your mental situation, then everything else will slot into place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're, you're, you're quite similar to me in the sense that you're never happy. Let's and just it's, say. it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So I think if you, you know, for us to feel like, to be so competitive and to be never satisfied when you have clients that are struggling you you almost really want to just try and iron it out yeah. um, and this is really weird i sometimes feel at the point where like we have clients who they, they don't train half like i wouldn't do the training for them like if i could i would do yeah, it you know what i mean 100%, like yeah but on the flip side of the coin and this is something that I, we've not spoken about it but i know it's gonna let's say upset you or, or be quite difficult for you but how do you feel when how or, or, or how do you react 
when you know someone just hasn't succeeded. Because of course we've got amazing clients who do amazingly well, but we also have clients who don't succeed that is completely out of our control. For me, the most... Do you find that difficult? Yeah, I get disappointed with it. In myself and obviously the individual, I don't know if you agree, the number one reason for me that I find that people don't get the results they want is they don't communicate enough. So they don't provide feedback with whatever their actual problems are or they're not honest with the situation of their life, if that makes sense. I think it depends on on the level of contact with the program. Um, And I know you Skype some clients as well, but I think truthfully, when the retention rate on my Skype program, it's been closed for like almost 18 months that I haven't been taking many people on because the retention rate is that good. The reason the retention rate is that good is because the contact that I have with clients, yes, it's, it's a lot more expensive, but your value for money is so much better. Truth be told, when those clients drop off, I feel like someone's like taking a piece of me. Because they become friends, they talk the same person every week for half an hour or whatever. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Like a lot of my clients, I'm going to say most, and and I think I'm not over-exaggerating, I've met most of those and they're from all over the world. You know, I've met some of them. Darren. Yeah, yeah. So one of my Skype clients was at Charlie Stagg. (laughs) like... That just and he came to my show in May actually as well. And he came and supported you in your show in the United Kingdom. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's it, it, it's one of those. And I think I'm off to obviously I'm off to 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 Florida and 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 Vegas in a few weeks. But after that, I'm off to Australia, um, and I'm going to be meeting up with I think five, six, seven, eight Australian clients out there. And it's amazing to be able to do that. But it can be really difficult when they. For whatever reason, maybe they can't afford the program anymore. Maybe they feel, you know, maybe sometimes you feel like you've done everything, like they've learned so much, they don't need you anymore. And that's an amazing But that's feeling. almost our end goal anyway. So like oh, for absolutely. me personally, is to educate the person. But mate, I still miss how, how their body works. <laughs> I'm still like, so, so there's one guy in particular and like we still message all the time like, hey bro, how's it going? All good? Yeah, not bad. And um, yeah, so it can be difficult like because you build up that relationship. But here's the thing. For you to have a coach, I would want that relationship with my coach too. Um, of course, you don't want it to become... I think sometimes it's good to have a boundary. Because um, you need someone from the outside looking in, which is yeah. why I've never prepped myself for a show. Yeah. Because you right. would mindfuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Um, but yeah, so what's next? What's next for you? Next... Time will tell. Not sure to be honest with you. I've an idea, maybe. But I've see. toyed with a few things, so I will compete again at some point. Mm-hmm. But where, when? We'll see how it goes. See how how much muscle I can put on and what what I look like. For me, I, I find it a bit awkward because I'm quite tall. I sit in a bit of an awkward category. You're, it's a tough one for you, mate. To be fair, so I either need a lot more muscle mass. Mm and then push maybe the bodybuilding route or stick to the muscle model-ish stuff. Same federation? Yeah. Or I could do WBFF perhaps, but yeah. I'm not overly keen on the jazz hands and suits and bits and pieces. So yeah. Even though yeah. I like wearing suits, but... That being said, I think I've, the more that I, the more serious I get with stuff, the more I consider going down that route. I know for me, I, just, I enjoy the process. Yeah. Uh, everything for me is a process, so I just like learning and it gives me a reason to push my body to the absolute extreme of how far can I go with this? Otherwise, photo shoots are cool, but it's not the same. Yeah, I think for me with these shoots, um, I've 
been trying to get in the best shape of my life after having done my PhD and had loads of loads of bits and pieces, good and bad, going on and, and traveling and moving and settling in here. And I think now I'm just getting a taste. Like you said, it's it, it's it's not the same. So I'm getting a taste now of what really taking my body to the next level is like. And the idea of competing in the next few years is definitely something I'm... I'm Do it together. I'm weighing up. Uh, yeah, I think you have, you have an idea what I would do if I was to do it, mm. I think. Um, so it's 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 a possibility. I would be surprised if I don't ever compete, to be honest. It's something you would tick off your list once, just yeah. for the experience. Yeah, I think I, I think it's definitely something I'll do. But I think both you and me are realistic with the fact that we know not you should put yourself down, you should aim as high as you can, you're never going to go to the Olympia stage for men's physique, neither of us have the genetics to do that. Yeah. However, you can still be the best version of yourself, which is yeah. my own ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things, like if you, if you set unrealistic targets, and this comes back to clients too, I think you need someone to go listen. Like it's possible, but and we, I'm sure you you had that conversation with some clients, but you really need to be the timescales are all out of kill. I think I think some I think a, a good coach will encourage you to 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 push yourself outside your comfort zone. I think a great coach will do so, but be realistic with you at the same time. And I think sometimes you need that, and you know it, it's finding a balance between you know if a client says oh, I really want to compete, and you going you could be ready or I don't think you'll be ready. It's, I think nowadays well, competing is quite an unfashionable thing. Mm. I think a lot of people need some time to give another year or two of training to put more muscle mass before going to do so. Yeah. And going through that process almost myself at the moment, adding muscle mass and I think off-season is, in my opinion, harder because you almost have less of a reason to be consistent and you don't see the results as quickly so it's less mm. visually rewarding yeah. um, and in some respects although you're not doing cardio you're eating lots you you have to almost push yourself harder to some degree yeah I mean over the last since so on, on, on the another note after was it after or before I was prepping Charlie we were training partners for yeah. a year around that time yeah. maybe after maybe before um since then, dude, you've put on a lot of muscle. Like you, you I mean, your your development physique wise has just gone through the roof. What would you say are the 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 three biggest take home points that you've learned in terms of putting on muscle mass over the last few years? So this is that's to narrow down. This is an ever evolving process, and I'm constantly learning. So the most recent one for me is last year at a phase of just seeing like, oh, see how strong I can get, trying to get freakishly strong, and albeit it worked to a degree. I was using a lot of momentum and cheating my way to improving my lifts to a degree by my technique getting sloppier, whereas now I'm focusing much more heavily on technique yeah. and engaging the correct muscles to move the load. Right. And albeit progress might be slower, but it's, it's happening at better. Okay. More correctly and actually building muscle tissue and I'm getting less injuries. Number two? Uh, number two would be to get a coach. Awesome. Yeah. Um, which as we have both coaches as well, the corny to say, I'm not trying to sell anyone. So I do have a coach I work with. Uh, so I work with JP. So he's obviously been helping me for a while, uh, giving me advice here and there. So having the accountability from uh, someone looking from the outside in to give an external point of view is great because, particularly if you're very competitive like myself, I will bury myself and put, push myself too hard. So um, you need to know when to push and when to pull back. And you can't ever think that you know everything, no matter how intelligent you are, you don't know everything about Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so 
And number uh, three? Number three would be to make sure you get enough. Actually, no, I'll, I'll change that one. Um, would be mobility and like physio work. And that's, so that's, that's something I need to so that's, do for sure. Uh, I know I've referred to earlier in the podcast, I've got a lot of poor biomechanics. So if your joints are locked up and you're not moving properly, and then referring to point one again about engaging muscles and using the correct muscles, you're not going to be using the correct muscles. If Absolutely. your posture's out of whack, yeah. your joints can't move properly, you don't feel great, mm-hmm. um, that makes a huge, huge difference. So it also makes you feel great. So it's not a cheap thing necessarily, but it's an investment in yourself and myself. True. Um, during that space of time, you've successfully created and transformed your business. Correct. Massively. So kudos, well done. Um, what have been the, the biggest milestones for you in terms of your business development or your coaching um, in general? Let's say from a business perspective, because I know there are actually quite a lot of PTs. From or, a business perspective is just back yourself and like, do more. Like I'm, I know you, I think I can't remember if I told you just something stuff, but I know you do now. It's Grant Cardone, Cardone, who's yeah, expression of like 10x. Like you do 10 times amount of action, you get 10 times amount of results. So yeah. the more you do, the more you get back. It doesn't apply to training, so don't do like a thousand workouts a day. But yeah. with business, generally, the more activity into the social media, the more content, the more free upfront value you can provide to people, the more buy-in you get from people, the more they'll come to you for yeah. advice. So number that's two. probably the biggest from that side of things. Number two, um, education, educate yourself, be open-minded. Mm-hmm. And that is said early, you can never stop learning. And there's more than one way to skin a cat and just trying different things uh, from a business point of view with marketing or with new technology, just be open-minded to everything. Everything's changing, we're on the podcast now. Yeah. Audio's a new big thing. Um, it's taken over the world, like got the Google Home and all that sort of stuff. So just being open-minded and don't be like a one-trick pony with things because the world's changing at a fast pace and you get left behind. And number three? Uh, number three for improving your business. Um, quality of service. Good. Yeah. So if, if you, you don't need a million customers, you just need a handful, a handful of paying a decent amount who buy yeah. into you. Absolutely. So, this is something that I've said quite actually, a lot. And I've got a fourth point, build a team of people around you. So, yeah. um, so I'm not great with IT, I'm reasonable with IT, but like graphic design and things like that, I don't want to do it. Like pay, we had this debate earlier about cleaners, just, oh, if you're not good at something, just pay someone to do it and use yeah. your time for what you're good at to earn money so to here's, that. Here's a perfect example is, um, this week I had cleaners into, yes, it's, it's, it's brand new, uh, it shouldn't be that messy. Um, it's a one bed apartment, it's not that big, but people are like, why do you, Chris, why do you need a cleaner? Like, can you not just like clean up after yourself? And yeah, okay, of course, but, for me, it was more okay, like mopping the floor, sweeping up, doing the surfaces, things, things that you know, not that I can't do, but you know, it, it's like ten pound an hour. My hourly rate is ten fifteen times that. So it's a poor business decision for me to do that. Number one, number two, I'm not going to do it as well. Number three, it's going to take me longer, and, and you get stressed as well doing it. And number four. And don't want to do it. Yeah. So I'm saving the cleaning my car. So I'm I'm saving money. I'm employing someone. You'll clean a house, and if you did it yourself. Well, and, and 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 this is a silly thing, but for me it's important. Like I work by myself. I live by myself. I go to the gym every now and then. I'll train with Charlie or someone else. But ninety percent of my time is by myself. For me to have a cleaner to come in, and even if I go to the gym on the way out, go hey, how's it going? How's your day? Not bad. It's another interaction. I know that sounds really just 
cringe, but it, it looks like I've got an amazing life and I'm very grateful for the life that I have. But, and I say to Charlie every now and then, like, I spend a lot of time on my own by choice, yes, but sometimes it's good to just kind of interact with people a little bit more. So even if she comes in, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, just leaving, um, whatever. But um, yeah, so it, it's just a, it's such a good business decision. And for me, especially in terms of my business, the biggest change to my business, well, there's been a few. I'm going to I'm gonna give you guys my three, um, and they're quite similar to Charlie's. So number one is outsourcing. And I'm going to wrap Delegation. Up, yeah, delegation. And... Within that, I'm going to um, speak extremely highly of the team of coaches that I've brought in to work underneath me at the minute. Um, they have made the biggest change to my business in lots of ways in terms of how it functions. It frees up time for me to do things that I need to be doing. Realistically, myself and Charlie need to be the face of our brand. Um, yes, we will have a specific number of clients that we work with. And um, Charlie, I believe, is just in that transition period now where you're probably at that point. Capacity. It's difficult to find the right people, but once you do, it's you'll never go back. Um, so that's number one for me is is delegating and and you know like we said about the cleaner or people do your graphic design or people to edit videos or for example, I've got all the little jobs take time. I mean, I've got a podcast guy, so you know so. Um, it's just, it's just, it, those are the things that save you time. And I think the biggest mistake I see a lot of people out there trying to do what we do is they're busy fools. It's one they thing don't be, spend the money. It's one thing being money. busy and it's another thing being productive. But when you value your worth and when you value the your hourly rate and what you're worth, it's very easy to pay other people less to do things that would take you longer. And that's a mindset. Choice. Absolutely. And once you make that decision, I think you'll rapidly change your business. Number two was giving out more content. When I first got on the scene into fitness, I was, you know, I was a, I started through modeling, of course, and I was doing fitness modeling and I was, you know, um, with bodybuilding.com and loads of other supplement companies and, and, and different bits and pieces. And I wasn't really, I was like putting up a topless photo and being like, oh, look at me, like send me a message if you want to get lean. Like, and that's cool and that will work for some people. But it was only when, and Charlie does it really well, that you start educating people, you're giving out content. Like, up for value. Absolutely. Like, you know, Charlie does maybe all of his sessions on his story. He'll put up his food. All of these things that we're doing, his YouTube video, this podcast, my YouTube video, giving out that free content has massively changed my business because people can look at us and go, oh yeah, you know, they look great. They're probably taking all of this and they're probably born like that and they're probably this and that. But and then people can see the day in the day out of the consistency exactly. of what it takes. It, it's, and, and for example, so given out that, um, given out that content really enforces that you know your shit. Um, so that's number two. Number three, to be honest, is is just working fucking hard. Like who I, see the early hours and late nights. Mate, people, pe like so many people message me, and I'm not advocating not sleeping. But realistically, for the last three years, my average sleep is is no more than five and a half hours. And I'm not saying that's good. I'm not advocating not sleeping. But the point, what? Well, there's this there's two reasons. Number one is because I have so much shit to do. Like there's so much stuff that I need to do to run my business by myself to have just finished a PhD successfully. Those are two things that some people struggle to do alone, let alone everything else, let alone train twice a day or, you know, do the hours of cardio or, or, or the walks that I'm doing and all these things that go into what it takes to, to look the way myself and Charlie do. And that's number one. But number two is that 
I'm pinching myself right now. Like I'm in a brand new apartment that I've bought off the back of changing thousands of people's lives. I've just done a PhD. I've got a doctor in front of my name. I've been on the cover of magazines. For me, I'm living my biggest dream. It's not even a dream. I, I've surpassed my dream like five times over. So I don't want to sleep. Like I wake You're up, excited for life. I'm excited for life. Because if you went back like not even not even 10, if you went back five years and said, you're going to be here doing this, serving these people and adding value to all of these people's but lives. Do you find sometimes you need to give yourself a pinch and you need to, are you in a bad mood or whatever and you think mate, like, it's not that bad? Like look what you, look where you're at. Mate, and no idea. Because so, yeah, I'm really, I, like you look up ahead of where you want to go yeah. and then look back at like what's behind but, you. But so this is going to sound really sad, but um, since I got my PhD, I feel like for me, and everyone's different, right? Everyone has got their goals and everyone has got their aspirations. Um, for me, that was my lifelong dream. Um, and I spoke about this in a little bit of detail in my story recently when I was asked by a girl in North London who messaged me every now and then because she's doing a PhD as well. A PhD can be a really lonely place. Like, to do a PhD, you need to discover something that no one in the history of the world has ever discovered before, or else it's not novel and it's not a PhD. So when you get to that level of detail, there are less than a handful of people on the planet who know what you're studying. And most of those people you don't know are in a different country or you're not speaking to. So you can't really speak about this thing that is the biggest part of your life. Um, and there's a mirror image there with what we do with with, with our business, but we'll come back to that. But to, to really, that's such a lonely place. Um, and it can be stressful, especially when you're trying to do everything else. The nature of research is you do something a hundred times and it works the hundred and first time. So it can be really negative. It can be, re it's difficult. And this girl messaged and um, she asked me a question. She said like, it was on a, a question I did in my story. And she said like, how, when you're struggling, do you pull yourself through? And I was, I was raw, I was open, I was honest, and it's even emotional speaking about it now, but for me, the image of me at like 60, 65, 70, with my grandchildren in my house, and they go to the letterbox and pick um, a letter up, and it says Dr. Spearman on it. That image alone was something that I dreamed of all my life. And it is something that pulled me through everything, the shit times, the tough times, everything else. So like having that as, as, as a go-to, as an incentive, um, is just so important. And it comes back to what we, you know, what we discuss with our clients. If your why is strong enough and your you why, you will make it happen. You will make it fucking happen. Like if you want it enough and if you don't want it enough, then you need to ask yourself why that is. And it's perfectly okay to not want it. Yeah, you just got, it's justifiable as long as you can. Exactly. It. So some of these people either want it, but they just don't know why they want it. So you need to delve a little deeper into their why, or maybe it's just something that they want to do and they're not taking it that seriously. But I think if you know, it's like to, for Charlie to be in the situation he's in now with like two amazing jobs and to be doing everything that he's doing, you know, happily married. Um, he's got more than a few properties. Like, you're in this exact same situation, right? So your why for life is so strong that you'll hustle. Like, you'll but work. it's not even... It's, 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 yeah, it's addictive it's process. Work. Yeah. I just enjoy it. So success yeah. breeds success. Absolutely. So the final... I'm going to ask you for final three points. 
So I've asked you about the three things that have transformed your physique, the three things that have transformed your business. Give me three tips for anyone listening to this, male or female, to make you a good person. To make you a good person. What do you feel are the qualities? Very corny thing to say, but treats others as you want to be treated yourself. It's right. like absolutely and being courteous and I'm, I'm a big believer in like karma and like the law of attraction, like what you put out to the world, you get back. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot to be said for that, to be fair. Yeah. I think that promise would be enough to cover all through. That's pretty much everything. I think so. Yeah, one, I think so. One nutshell. It's, it, it, it's one of those, I think, that especially when you're dealing with people, the one thing that I, I'm sure you're the same, because I remember having conversations with you when you first started out, but I used to be very, I was always a pretty successful kid. Um, you know, I played rugby at an extremely high level. Everything that I did was, I played rugby, but I, I, I didn't play a team sport. I was an individual playing in a team my whole life. Um, you know, I used to sprint, I used to study. Everything that I did was for myself and I just integrated myself into the team for 90 minutes, 80, 90 minutes, and that was it. When I set up this business, the biggest shock for me was that I had to work with people or become patient with other and people. And you can control the variables. Exactly. That is the biggest thing that I've learned as a person or one of, especially in a... And it's not taking things personally. Like yeah. And it's like that... And, and to be honest with you, it's it's something that... It's probably why I'm single. But I think I need to look at traits that I have that are good and traits I have that are bad. It's personal and, awareness of... Like, and, and accept traits that other people have that are good and other people have that are bad. Um, there's not much about Charlie that pisses me off. I don't think there's anything that pisses me off. But if there was, it would be up to me to deal with those things or you accept everyone for their faults. Yeah, exactly, exactly. For example, like Wade at the minute, love him to bits, he's prepping. So I know when he's cranky and I'll give him his space. Um, so if I you know if there's some things that, that need to be done, I'll do it. Like right now, when he's prepping and then when he's not prepping, it's it's fine. But um yeah, do absolute pleasure having you on. It's been wicked. Absolute pleasure. So where can people find more about you? Uh, so check out my Instagram, Charlie Johnson Fitness. Yes. And same for my website, Charlie Johnson Fitness. Yeah. And my YouTube is exactly the same. So Charlie Johnson, just on YouTube. Nice. 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 Straightforward. Cool. Yeah, so big things to come for Charlie next year. With a lot more content coming for both of us together. Mate, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is this for me to have Charlie on is probably to be, dude, you should have been the first guest. <laughs> but I've been traveling around so much, yeah, it's, just been, it's fair, just been yeah. difficult. So, you do absolute pleasure, guys. I hope you've got, um, you know, a decent amount of value from this. If you have, please share in your story and tag both myself and Charlie. Um, give him a follow. Honestly, like, such a lovely guy. Obviously, a great friend, a great person to train with, um, a massively successful individual. Um, and yeah so thank you guys for listening and uh, peace peace